the Anglican Church in the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands presents Insight, a program sponsored by the Anglican Churchman. Good evening. Welcome to Insight. This half-hour program is sponsored by the Anglican Church Men. This program is brought to you by the Anglican Diocese of the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands. I am Father Bradley Miller, Director of All Saints Parish in South Beach, New Providence. My technical producer this evening is Ramon Sweeting. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and was tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We now listen to the hymn as found in our CPWI hymnal, number 114, 40 days and 40 nights.
24-Hour Inside News this evening, I want to commend to your prayers our Lenten mission that has and is taking place throughout our diocese of the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands. Our Lenten mission started on Wednesday past. There were three nights of mission services in Grand Bahama. And then we continue in New Providence tonight. Our mission start, started tonight and will continue tomorrow night and on Tuesday night. And then the mission will move to the Turks and Caicos Islands. So please remember the mission, our Lenten mission in your prayers. Please pray for our missioner. Our missioner is the Reverend Dr. John Rogers, who is um, the parish priest of St. George's in Barbados, and also a lecturer at Codronan Theological Seminary. So continue to pray for our Lenten mission as we continue to seek God as a mission focused on the, the, the earth and the things of the earth, of stewardship of creation. Stewardship of creation is the mission theme. I also want to commend to your prayers. Remember the parish of St. James in Adelaide in New Providence on Easter Monday, April the 1st, from 12 noon to 6 p.m., they will hold the annual Easter Fest. So please, you can call the church's office um, with respect to tickets. Um, but please go out on Easter Monday and support the parish of St. James Adelaide with their Easter Fest on Monday, April 1st from 12 noon to 6 p.m. And finally, this coming Wednesday, it's Ember Day. On this coming Wednesday, Ember Wednesday, I want you to focus your prayer for the choice of fit person for the ministry. So let us pray that God will raise up men and women who will offer themselves into the service of God and committed themselves to the work of the Lord, that we will find fit and proper person to come in to the ordained ministry. Let us pray that God's kingdom will come and God's will will be done in all that we seek to do. We now listen to the hymn as found on our CPWI, hymn number 115, Good It Is to Keep the Fast.
Our scripture reading for today comes from the gospel according to Mark. Mark chapter 1, beginning to read at the ninth verse. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. At once, the spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. The word of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, for our reflection this afternoon or this evening, I want us to look at this gospel for today. And in today's gospel, the evangelist Mark gives us two accounts of things taking place in the life of Jesus. First, Mark recorded for us his baptism. And secondly, we see Jesus being tempted by Satan while in the wilderness. Unlike the other two synoptic gospel, Matthew and Luke, Mark doesn't go directly into the various temptation that the devil tempted Jesus. But anyway, no sooner was the glory of the hour of the baptism over, then came the battle of the temptations. One thing stands out here in such a vivid way, and that is we cannot miss it. It was true that the spirit who thrust Jesus out into the wilderness for testing was the same spirit who came upon him at his baptism. To identify fully with human beings, Jesus had to endure Satan's temptations. Although Jesus is God, he was also man and he was fully human, so he was not exempt from Satan's attack. You see, Satan is an angel who rebel against God. My brothers and sisters, Satan is real. He's not symbolic. He is real and is constantly working against God and those who obey God. Satan tempted Eve in the garden and persuade her to go against God, to rebel against God. We know the story in the creation story. We are told, did God say this to you? And then Satan came with his own plan. Well, God, and he say this to you, because you know if you eat from the tree in the middle of the garden, you will be like God. And so Eve disobeyed. 
and she fell into sin. Jesus is tempted also in the desert and Satan was unable to persuade Jesus to fall for his trick. My brothers and sisters, to be tempted is not a sin. Tempting others or giving into temptation is a sin. In the book of James, chapter 1, verses 12 to 19, hear what James says about temptation. James says, Blessed is the man who perseveres in temptation, for when he has been proved, he will receive the crown of life that he promised to those who love him. No one experiencing temptation should say, I am being tempted by God, for God is not subject to temptation to evil, and he himself tempts no one. Rather, each person is tempted when he is law and enticed by his own desire. Then that desire conceives and brings forth sin, and when sin reaches maturity, it gives but to death. So my brothers and sisters, we see that in this life, it is impossible to escape the assault of temptation. But one thing is sure, temptation are not sent to us to make us fall. They are sent to strengthen us. They are not meant for our ruin but for our good. Temptation are meant to be tests from which we emerge better. Temptation comes not to make us bitter, but to make us better. That is what temptation is meant to do, to enable us to emerge stronger in our faith. But my brothers and sisters, what can we learn from Jesus' temptation in the wilderness? How can we hope to fight temptation and overcome sin in our own personal lives? First, we must realize, and we do not, that we must realize, we do not rely on our own human strength and willpower. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he did not rely on his own strength. He relied on the Holy Spirit to give strength, to give wisdom, to give courage, and to give self-control. Jesus also relied on Holy Scripture. If you go to Mark's account and Luke's account of the temptation story, every time Jesus was tempted, Jesus went back to Holy Scripture and says, the Scripture says, you and I, when we are tempted, we have two things that we can rely on. We can rely on the Word of God 
that we must go back to the word of God and give the devil the word of God. And we must allow the Holy Spirit to guide us as we go through the temptation, the Holy Spirit will strengthen us. We must not rely on our own strength, but the power of God's Holy Spirit. Secondly, recognize that we cannot fight temptation on our own. We need the strength and guidance of the Holy Spirit to help us. We have the Holy Spirit to help us in our weaknesses. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, listen what the word of God says to us. In the same way, the Spirit too comes to the aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit itself intercedes with inexpressible groaning. So, my brothers and sisters, we see not only does the Holy Spirit help us in our weaknesses, but He's our guide and strength in the time of testing. He will help us. In time of testing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, we are told, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure, endure it. And so my brothers and sisters, we see that we are not in this alone. This fight is not our fight. As we are told, the battle is not ours. This battle belongs to the Lord. Thirdly, in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 18, we are told to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the vile of the devil. We are challenged to put on this armor. In this passage, Paul here describes probably in prison and looking at a Roman soldier. He describes as the soldiers dressed with all these various armor on, he describes looking at the soldier as a Christian warfare. He says, put on the whole arm of God that we may be able to resist on the day of temptation. And he says, haven't done everything, hold your ground. He says, stand fast with your loin girded in truth clothed with righteousness as the breastplate, your feet shod in readiness for the gospel of peace, and all circumstances hold faith as a shield so that it will quench all the flame and arrow of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So my brothers and sisters, 
we have to put on the whole armor if we're going to win this war against the temptation of the enemy. Also in 1 Peter 5 and 8 and 10, we are told while we need to, to put on this whole armor of God because the devil is like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So we must humble ourselves. We must acknowledge our weakness and our dependence on God because God gives grace to those who humbly acknowledge their dependence on him because we cannot fight the devil on our own strength. And finally, our Lord is ever ready to pour out his spirit upon us that we may have the courage to repent and turn away from sin and reject the deceits of the devil. My brothers and sisters, we are in the Lenten season. And in this Lenten season, we are told that the devil is in overdrive. He's working overtime. But God wants us to fight the good fight of faith with the strength and with the help that comes from the Holy Spirit. You and I are not alone in this fight. But you and I have the scriptures as our aid. We have the Holy Spirit as our guide. So let us put on this whole armor that we may be able to conquer the devil when he comes to temples. Amen. We now listen to the hymn as found in hymn number 118 in the CBWI. Lord in this Thy mercies day.
let us pray. As we pray, we reflect on our country as we go through the challenges of life, as we go through this culture of death and destructions that seems in God for our land. O oh Lord, our governor, bless the leaders of our land that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to other nations of the earth. O oh Lord, keep this nation under your care. Father, to the prime minister and the members of his cabinet and to all in administrative authority. We pray that you grant wisdom and grace in the exercise of their duties, that they may carry out their duties faithfully, without fear and without favor. Lord, give grace to your servants, to the members of the Senate and the House of Assembly, and those who make our laws, give courage, wisdom, and foresight to provide for the needs of all our people and to fulfill our obligation in the com community of nations. Give grace, O oh Lord, to your servants, to the judges and officers of our court. Give understanding and integrity that human rights may be safeguarded and justice may be served. Give grace to your servants, O Lord. And finally, teach our people, Lord, to rely on your strength and to accept their responsibilities to their fellow citizens. Let us be mindful that we are our brothers and sisters keeper. Let us have the right and dignity and respect for human life. Let us value all people that we may elect trustworthy leaders and make wise decisions for the well-being of our society, that we may serve you faithfully in our generation, and that we may honor your name always. For yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Amen. We now listen to our closing hymn. Hymn number 122 as found on our CPWI. O thou dost to man accord. 